What a beautiful song. Oh, this is great. Thank you, Taylor. And uh, thank God we are in the presence of the Lord. We are in His place. And we pray that the Lord, we hear all of us, uh, the Lord's voice this morning. Um, Dean, it dawned on me, there is a wedding coming next month. And I would like to ask for postponement of the wedding. I did not prepare yet anything. So, Mike and uh, Jamie, can we postpone it a couple of months? No. Where are they? Oh, my. No. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh, boy. It's next month. It's next month. Mike is, uh, is agreeing with me, okay. We don't know about Jamie says, no, no. I have a, uh, a story that everyone knows today. Let's open our Bibles to the Gospel of Luke. I want to read a few verses about the prodigal son. We haven't talked about this uh, young man for a long time and uh, I have something to share with you about this subject today Uh, Luke chapter 15 verse 11 in this chapter before I read we have three uh, stories if you wish One about three lost things. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and then the lost young man, the lost son. And in verse 11 it says, And he said, that is the Lord talking to us. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. And he divided his wealth between them. And not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a far country. In some of your Bibles, it says distant land, far country. I want to stop here. And he squandered his estate with loose living. He went to a far country and squandered his estate with loose living. In this chapter, Christ related to the people one of the most poignant stories in all the, in all literature, actually, about the, this young son. First of all, let's settle something here. And uh, uh, this is what I believe. Um, The young son typifies the repentant sinner. Let's, okay. A son of God by creation, though he is not by redemption. So, we understand that. This young man. did not like 
to continue living at home. And he went to his father, as we read, and told his father, Father, give me my share. I want my share. I am tired of living at home with you. And he went to a far country, as we read. I want to speak to you about four things. Where is the far country? Are you living in the far country? The disappointments of the far country and then returning home from the far country. And I hope to do that in 25 minutes. Where is the far country? Dr. Ellis Fuller, one of the great men of God, said concerning the far country, it is anywhere that a man tries to live without God. If we want to start, let's start right. The far country, so if you want to look at it in in the map of the world, uh, you will not find it there. Because it is Anywhere that a man tries to live without God. Another thought. The far country is just one step away from the will of God the Father. So let's settle in our mind. Where is the far country? The far country is when you are away from the will of God the Father. Or, if you're living without God as your own God and Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are out of step. You are in a far, far away country. And the question is this morning, are you living in the far country? You can tell I didn't have any introduction to my message. But this is what the Lord wants us to go into it straight. Are you living in the far country? I would say I would like to suggest to you that this young man started living in the far country before leaving home. His mind was made up. I don't want to be in my father's house anymore. He showed arrogance. And disregard to his, for his father's authority. I want to give you a few things so you can think of. He initiated the division of the estate. He wasn't approached by the father. He initiated the, the division. He was arrogant and self-centered. I want my inheritance. He said to himself, I couldn't wait to be free to live as I pleased. Most of our church are young people. And young people listen to me today. If you think you're not happy at home, wait till you get outside. (laughs) Then you you will have an awakening. Please listen. He was still at home, yet his heart was elsewhere. 
He was self-determined to leave. He had a desire for false independence. I want to be independent. I don't want to hear my mom or my dad tell me that curfew is 11 o'clock. I want to stay late as long as I want. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to be obedient. And this young son, like many who are rebellious and immature today in our world. Do you agree with that? He wanted to be free to live as he pleased. And he had to hit bottom before he came to his senses. It often takes great sorrow. I am so sorry to to report to you. It often takes great sorrow and tragedy to cause people to look to the only one who can help them. And this only one is the Lord Jesus Christ. And my question to, to you young people, if you're living in the far country today, now you know, and you're living away from God, and you're living the way you want to live, and you're hoping that in a couple of years, maybe in a year, maybe six months, I am going to be 18 and leave home and live the way I want to live. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. Today, if you're trying to live or dream of this way of life, if you're trying to make it on your own terms, selfishly pushing aside all responsibility and all commitment that gets your own way, wake up and stop daydreaming. Wake up. Look before you hit bottom. You will save yourself and the family, your family, a lot of grief as we are going to see here. And what an arrogance today from our youth. I meet every now and then some young people uh, from outside in the world. I tell you, they look down at, especially when you are uh, a senior, you know, they look down. We own the world, you know. They have the pride, the arrogance, and they think that they have everything made for them. Let me tell you one thing. Young men, young women, wake up. Without Jesus Christ, you have nothing to brag about. Someone wrote about this type of people. The arrogant and self-centered fellow is to be pitied. He has no true friends, for in prosperity he knows nobody, and in adversity nobody knows him. So, my question, are you living in the far country? And if there are some Christians today amongst us who are living in the far country, They don't know yet that they have slipped away from the love of God. And they have, they're enjoying a certain liberty. 
Their heart is not right with God. Let me tell you, you're living in the far country and you better come home and come home soon. Now the disappointments. We said, where is the far country? We established that. We established whether you're living in the far country and or not and you are to answer to this question. Now the third point I have the disappointments of the far country. This man left. He gathered all the money, all his clothes, and all his, whatever he could take with him. He couldn't take a car. There were no cars. He couldn't take the train. There were no trains. Probably had a mule or a horse. And whatever he can take, he took everything. And he started living. Let me tell you one thing here. If you think there is life outside Jesus Christ, you better stop before you do that. There is no life outside Jesus Christ. Death is outside Jesus Christ. Disappointment is outside Jesus Christ. He squandered his estate with loose living. He wanted to be free. And God, okay, be free. You want to be free? Be free. Take your time. Enjoy your life. Spend your money. Suddenly, famine swept the whole land there. And he began to starve. He looked for a job and found none. He looked for his friends. What did he say? He didn't find any. The good weather friends were gone. Now, as soon as the money dried up, the friends dispersed. And this is what is life all about today in this world. You have money, people love you. You don't have money, people hate you and stay away from you. Finally, he persuaded a local farmer. And he went to the local farmer. He says, do you have some, some job for me? He said, well, I'll tell you. I would give you a job. And that's it, to take care of my pigs. And to a Jew, taking care of pigs is an insult, as the Bible teaches us. Feed my pigs. And while feeding his pigs... The pigs, he was longing to fill his stomach from the carob pods. And this carob, you know, the carob tree, uh, they, were, they have some pods. And the animals used to eat the pods and throw away the outside. And he was even longing for the outside, for the kernel. No one would, no one would give him anything. And he sunk. Deeper and deeper in his own sins. This is a picture of this any young man who leaves the father's house and goes into his world by his own choice. Sin attracts and it looks like it is beautiful. Not harmful. But once it, it takes you in its claws. It chokes you. It degrades you. And it kills you at the end. Sin not only brings poverty and wretchedness with it. But also corrupts. And corrupts the character. Young people please hear me. The prodigal became 
a moral and physical outcast completely. He wasted his time with the pigs, his talent, his health, and his goods. And let me tell you one thing. All the years you spend in sin are wasted years. And don't waste your youth and your life thinking that you can get a lot outside in this world. Famine came. And here's the story before you. He was in need. And no one could put this story in such a graphic way except the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is, this is the story of millions of people today around the world. And someone said, this young man grew from wealth to waste, to want to woe. And someone added to that, he left home dressed up in his best togs. He went to the dogs and he wound up with the hogs. Sad story, isn't it? What degradation for a Jew, as I said, in the fields to feed the pigs. And he would have filled his belly with the carob shell Without the kernel. The outside. Without the inside. The form. Without the power. Let me tell you. Isn't the world doing this today? The world is feeding on shell. There is nothing in the world. That is nourishing to the soul at all. There is nothing in the world. That can grow you. To be a man of character or a woman of dignity. There is nothing in the world except shells. There is no good diet in the world. The only thing that can grow you and make you a man and a woman is the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many in their sins try to find relief and deliverance in the empty outer shells of Pleasure, lust, recreation. They look for the outside appearance, but the inside is rotting. They look and they show you that they're happy, they're okay, but you know what? They cannot live without seeing the psychiatrist twice a week. They're going crazy. They try to show you that they are Mature men and women. But deep inside. They are completely broken. And destroyed by life and by its sin. This is what the world is. And this is what our young man did. He was on a daily basis going backward. Outside the house of the father. When he left. God, he never looked back again until, until calamity struck. Yes, even today, in religion itself, our young people are reaching for entertainment in the midst of our churches. And guess what? And the churches are giving them entertainment and something to let them spend their time 
and forget about their souls and the condition of their heart they are in. We have a sad situation today in the world. We have a sad situation in our churches. Our young people, our young men and many are attending church. They are sitting at the seat. Oh, this is a comfortable seat. Yet, they are in the far country. They are listening to me, but their mind is somewhere else. They sit there and they attend for one hour of church, then go out for entertainment, for life, for they think everything is outside. And they forget the message and the messenger. The churches are not helping. The condition of Christianity today is a broken down condition. And this is why we see people drifting away from God. Because the word of God is not preached and is not taught the way it is in the Bible. I am not criticizing anyone, but I'm looking at the condition outside, at the condition of all of the of the nation even. Are we going forward or backward? Let me ask you this question. You make. You do the answer. And the choice is yours. Whether you want to drift and go to the far country or to stay in the house of the Father. This has been on my heart for quite some time. How many? How many they go to church but they remain hungry? They don't have a message to fill their souls. They have, I'm not against music, a godly music, but they have music to lift their, their emotions up and make them forget about even sometimes God. All they remember is some tunes and some words, and they do not remember God. We do not attract people and change people's lives with only music and orators and words and beautiful churches and programs and recreational activities. We need to fill the hearts of the people with the word of God and that's alone. The far country. Oh, the perils of the far country. Only God can satisfy the need of the hungry soul. Only God can fulfill the desire of every young man and woman. That is, if you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, He has promised He will never send you unsatisfied. Why should we crave what the swine eat? Why should we crave the unclean things? Why should we crave what the, what the world craves? We are a unique people. We have been saved. And you have been put in a place where you have to crave the Lord Jesus Christ. You answer these questions. The perils of the far country. Returning home from the far country. You know, if the story ended without this young man coming to himself 
it would have been a very sad story. But there is always a happy ending when Jesus gives a story. Returning from the far country, he did four things. When he was in distress, when he was in total destruction, he looked at himself and the Bible says he came to his senses. He came to his senses. The next thing he said that he made a decision to go home. He made a decision to go home. As I said, you can be sitting on the chair away from God. And on this chair, you can make a decision to go back to God. To come to Him. Thirdly, He didn't come back to His senses and made a decision to go home and He said, well, someday I will go home. He got up immediately. And then, what did He do? He came to the Father. Isn't that a good ending to His life? And look what He did. The description of His return and welcome is as vivid as the description when he left home. Jesus portrays the father as waiting for his son. And can you imagine with me that this father never missed one day to look down that dusty road and looking, is it my son? Is he going to come one day? I want to wait for him to come to me. He will never find a love such as mine. He will never find compassion such as mine. He will never find care such as mine. He will never food as such as mine. He will never find anything, an atmosphere such as the atmosphere of a home. And he was faithfully doing this on a daily basis, looking. Oh, he yearned to see his son. And probably he has sprained his eyes. On a daily basis looking. But one day. He saw a form. And you know when. When you know how your son walks. You know DNA tells you your son walks. How he walks. He saw a form from far away. like Like a ghost. And he was coming. Dirty. Long hair. Nothing against long hair. But he didn't have. Any money or anyone to groom him and take care of him. And he saw his child coming from afar. He ran, fell on his neck, and kissed him. What did he come back? The prodigal came to his senses. The prodigal came to his senses. Oh, if there's someone here who has backslidden, who can identify himself or herself with this message in the Bible, I beg you this afternoon to come back to your senses. You know, Man is not only without God when in his sins, but he is away from himself too, because he loses his senses. God did not create man to live such a life at all. He did not. 
It is abnormal, let me tell you, for a soul to live in sin. This is not why and why God created you. Or what he created you for. Not to live in sin. To be a friend of God. To be his child. God intended man to be happy in his society. Man is really beside himself, you know, when he is away from God. Man is in a dangerous place. Is in a foreign land. Is in a far country. When he is away from the house of the Father. How far are you today? Or how near you are today? You hear the word. You say, Adol, very soon. Say, Adol, good message. Thank you. And tomorrow, most of us will forget it. We cannot retain it all. But let me tell you one thing. Take it seriously. And if you're living in the far country, come home today. Come home today. When the the prodigal came to himself, he immediately, what did he say? He thought of home. He thought of home. He did not think of how am I? It's going to be shameful. Look at myself. Look at my hair. Look at my life. Look what I'm wearing. Look at my conduct. He did not think of anything of that kind. But you know what he thought of? What we meditated on this morning. He thought of the love and comfort of the Father. He thought of love. He said, when I go back, I'm sure my Father is going to love me. He is going to take me in. He is going to open his arms and say, welcome home, son. He is going to say, I've been waiting for you. Where have you been? And no, no, he said, well, I better, in this case, I better prepare a speech. And this prodigal son sat down and he says, okay, this is what I'm going to do. He prepared the speech. And you go to the Bible and read it later on. He said, I will tell him first, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. Acceptable, right? Okay. Then he says, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Well prepared. And thirdly, he said, make me as one of your hired men. What a nice speech. You know what? He never had a chance to finish his speech. He never had a chance to say, consider me as one of your servants. The two first point and second point, he said them. But the third point, his father didn't. Want to hear that he is a servant. He are coming back as a son to my house. You will come back because you are a child of God by nature. He wants you to be reborn and enter his kingdom and live with him and for him forever and ever. He opened his arms. And this is why the church today that stands firm on the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ opened its arms for every prodigal who's away to come home and come home soon and this is what my message is all about today if you are living in the far far country God is calling you to come home he never never had a chance to say consider me as a slave God doesn't want you to come to him as a slave you know what God came to free us from slavery. God came to make us men and women and called us children of God. God wants you to come home today. And you know when you come in home, 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to come and says, well, I need to clean my act. You don't need to clean your act. If you go to clean your act, you'll never finish cleaning your act. God wants you, as the song says, just as I am, without a plea. O Lamb of God, I come. I come. He will receive you the way you are with open arms. Jesus said, him that comes to me, what? I will in no wise cast out. Welcome home, son. He took him, pressed him to his, to his heart and started crying and kissed him. And he said, I told, he didn't say, I told you. We say, I told you. I told you that. You know what? I predicted that. I knew this was going to be your end. This is not God. God the Father with his compassion, with his heart, with his loving heart. He will take you and kiss you. He says, welcome home. That's why I was on the cross for you. That's why I died for you. That's why I spilled all my blood for you. And you're sitting, you're sitting at this chair, chair, thinking, being away from me. No, I want you to come home. Never mind then how you come. Just come. And you know, you cannot come to God in the wrong way. You cannot come. Whichever condition you are, come home. What a reunion. What a way to end this little journey and to start a new journey with Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads. And as I, before I pray to end this meeting this morning. I would ask this question. If you are living in a far, far from God, in a far country, please come back home today. And if I may ask you, if the Lord Jesus is speaking to your heart, if you have backslidden and you like to come, and you, you know you have to come back to God, and if you're away and you have never been saved, you have never been a child of God, I will ask you to pray in your heart this prayer. Lord Jesus, I come back. I'm coming home. Save me. Change me. I want to be your child. I am sick. I've had enough from the far country. I want to be in my father's home. If you are praying this prayer, While every eye is closed, every head is bowed. If the Lord spoke to you this morning, young people, young men, anyone, lift up your hand and give me a sign so I can pray with you. Is there someone? Is there someone who knows that he is in a far country, away from God, would like to come home today. I'll pray for you. I'll help you to come back home. Just show me your hand and I'll pray. 
Anyone? And if you are, if you know you are in the Father's home, you are walking with the Lord. Great, and may God bless you. Continue. The Lord is coming soon. And live for him. And honor him. And serve him. Our Father, we thank you for the opportunity of sharing your word with this lovely congregation. May you work in our hearts on a daily basis. Save the unsaved. Bring back those who are away from you. We pray that your word will be a living word in our hearts and we go outside and tell them what a great God we have. We thank you again. We ask you to dismiss us with your blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.